Walk on Water Boys podcast is presented by the Palmetto Amateur Gaming Association. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Walk on Water Boys. Welcome back to the 40th episode of the Walk On Water Boys podcast. I am Clint and joined once again by my co-host, Austin. Austin, it has been a while, a pretty long while since we've recorded. What has been Three months, on? four months. Three months, is that right? Three months? It's been a pretty long time. It's been a long time. Uh, it's been a while. How things been going for you? Any big news? Uh, a little bit. A little bit? A little, little bit, bit of big news? A little bit. We are... Almost opening up the restaurant. It'll be, what, two weeks away? So, pretty big news. Yeah, so we'll get more to that restaurant a little bit later. But, I mean, a big surprise. I mean, we are absolute shocked right now. And, of course, as soon as I go to introduce him, he gets up and walks away. So, I guess we'll save that for later whenever he comes back. Uh, still the same old guy that, uh, the, not a DCP. Not a a DCP at all. Uh, So today we're kind of going to start out with a little bit of catching up with what, where we stand with certain uh, topics that we normally discuss here on the podcast. Uh, We've got, uh, we've got, we've got our special guest, I believe, trying to get set back up here on the, on the headset. Oh my goodness, this guy. We are joined by former co-host Addison. Addison, why are you here? I got put to work and uh, found out at the last second there was going to be a podcast happening and I just had to participate. Uh, I had to force Austin to allow me to, but but I'm here. It's been a very long time for me. It's been a long time for you guys. Yeah, yeah it has been, been a while for us. It's been me. even longer for you. So we are happy to have you back and we are actually recording together all in the same location. This hasn't happened often in the history of the podcast. So, uh, but like I said, we're going to get you caught back up with some topics that we normally discuss here on the podcast. The Atlanta Braves, currently as we record here on Saturday, I don't even know what the today's date is, the 12th of August, I believe is yep. we're recording That's this. Uh, the Braves currently sitting at 73-41, and 41, uh, first place in the National League East, nine and a half game lead over the Philadelphia Phillies, and that's, that 73-41 and 41 is the best record in the baseball. Austin, what have you thought about the Braves here, especially after the All-Star break? Well, they're soon to be 74-41, and 41, I imagine. Top of the ninth right now, 17-3. to three I think they got it. Against... Uh, only giving up a field goal. That's yeah, good. against uh, <laughs> Addison's New York Mets. Uh, they won 7 to nothing last night over yeah. the, the Mets, so taking care of business against those uh, New York Mets and Braves. Do you see them slowing down at all, or do you think they're going to stay hot right into the playoffs? Well, after the All Star break, they're playing arguably. Arguably, <laughs> Arguably. go Arguably. ahead and get that word yeah. out there, buddy. That's you can one. do it. I believe in you. <laughs> the worst baseball they played. Yeah, and they were five hundred. They're thirteen and twelve after the All Star yeah. break right now. I think about to be fourteen and twelve. Worst baseball they played, and in, in they're five hundred. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, looking looking strong heading in uh, to I guess right now mid August September uh, when things really get uh, charged up for the playoffs. Uh, so we've got uh, Austin. I know is excited. We don't want to leave this part out as we move away from the Atlanta Braves. Are we leaving the Braves already? We're leaving the Braves. I wanted to, I wanted to get your opinion on the the rotation starting rotation. Kind of slipping up. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, Strider's had kind of an up and down year. He hasn't been fully consistent. Uh, Max Fried is back, so that's that's always big to have him back. Uh, but really, yeah, I think the rotation is is maybe not performing where they were last year. But I think, I mean, it's still it's early August. I mean, they've got a long time to get things corrected, and and I'll take Strider and and Fried in the playoffs. Anyway. Is there concern? As a Braves fan, from you, this this slip up, this 500 after the All Star break, is maybe due to being double digits in first place. Yeah, I mean it could be. I mean it could be. I mean they got a comfortable lead. The Phillies are playing good. Um, I, I don't see them completely falling apart. I don't see them pulling a New York Mets and uh, or New York compl- Yankees from yeah, last yeah, season. Yeah, completely fall apart. I think they're fine. Um, and I th- hopefully they can keep a big enough lead here into late September where po- possibly they can rest some of that yeah. start rotation and give them uh, maybe some time to get ready for the, the playoff push because they've got the team this year, especially on the offense, uh, to have a chance for the, the World Series championship. And Acuna going for the 40-40? and 40? Yep. What do you think? Yep. Yeah, I think uh, he's right now the only player that you could say that's playing that's a better player than him in baseball is Shohei Otani, yep. who – there were small rumors that the Braves were going to try to get him at the trade deadline. They did not make any kind of move, really big move, at the trade deadline. But there's still the, the rumors out there they may go after Otani in the offseason well, when he's a free agent. I mean, that would be great. I just hope the Mets don't get him. No, yeah, I hope not either. It's for his sake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's having enough trouble now as it is. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, uh, so we're going to move on to the PGA player draft. Uh, now, I didn't fully crunch the numbers, but I do know the results. Austin got the win this year in our PGA Tour player draft with a uh, final result of three wins for Austin, only one win for me. Mm-hmm. We'll get to his uh, his reward later on in a couple episodes here, later on into the season uh, when we get closer to college football. But uh, Austin, any kind of speech or anything you want to say to the fans uh, that uh, after your PGA Tour player draft victory? No, no, no. Uh, it's it just was, you know we we fought hard, played well. Yeah, nothing. Addison, do you want to hear any hear any more more than that? Are you satisfied with that? Uh, I don't. I don't know who you guys picked, so I'm very intrigued. I don't listen to the podcast. We Nobody picked Dustin Johnson. Well, <laughs> what is that noise? That's a baby. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, so Austin got the win in the PGA Player Draft. Another exciting thing for Austin, we always know, he loves to get on the hype train that comes along with the Hard Knocks That's true, team of choice for the NFL. This year is none other than the New York Jets. This premiered earlier this week. And I don't know if you all are aware, uh, but they have Aaron Rodgers. And uh, apparently he's supposed to be pretty good, according to the first episode. I- I'm going to hold my judgment uh, for the season, but according to the first episode, if you got to see it, he's 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 pretty good. Well, he's pretty good at handshakes. I know that. Yeah, pretty good at handshakes. Yeah, pretty good at handshakes. Uh, I uh, hey, I, you know, New York Jets look pretty good this year. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. There it is. <laughs> I'm not there saying. Uh, you know. So now that Addison is here. I know there was a big wager in the past when it was the Cleveland Browns, and I won. 
And, uh, and did you? No, I don't think you did. Yeah. It was like six or seven wins. Yeah. I don't remember what they yeah. got to. Well, we got it. Uh, so what would you be willing to put on the line here for the New York Jets? They're in a tough division. They're in a tough division. Do you see them? Eight wins over. Over eight wins? Yeah. Over eight and a half. Hmm. They got the Dolphins. They got the Bills right there in their division. Plus the Patriots. I mean, that's tough. I I I got the Jets going. I got the Jets at eight wins. At eight wins, so under the eight and a half. I would. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, you want to go? You want to go over? I can tell. I'm not a big. You want to say man. the Jets? I'm are not an unders man. Yeah, you're, you want the Jets in the playoffs? I can yeah. tell. Not an unders man. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so then the uh, my Washington Commanders, Dan Snyder is finally gone, sticking right there in the NFL. Dan Snyder has finally left the building, thank goodness. Josh Harris is the new, uh, the new owner, also owns the Philadelphia 76ers and the New Jersey Devils in the NHL. Uh, Magic Johnson, also part of the ownership group that took over. And uh, but Josh Harris, the majority owner of the team, so exciting things now for the Washington Commanders. The rumors are already out there that he is going to get rid of every whatever of, uh, of Dan Snyder, uh, to get him out completely out of the building. No, uh, no evidence that he was ever part of the organization. Right? Yeah, so hopefully the Commanders' name goes away as well. Uh, so then the the preseason, obviously, with the NFL has kicked off. Uh, I don't know when the Falcons played. I know the Commanders got the win last night over the your Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Um, I don't think the Falcons played yesterday, or maybe they played today. I'm not sure. Did you get to see? No, I haven't played? even they watched. They played it. last night. They played last night. Okay. And the score? They won. So we got we got our listener over here in the <laughs> <laughs> our audience. Yeah, our audience uh, giving us the thumbs up. They got the win last night so and then then, uh, really going into we're going to get this later in the episode but we got to talk about it right here in the opening just to let you know the main topic for this episode is going to be college football conference realignment there was a time there that the the pac-12 was reaching out to the walk on water boys podcast to see if we wanted to become a member uh they're they're well we almost got the media rights yeah we almost got that's true we almost we tried to get the media rights uh just missed out on just just missed out on that one we came in right under uh, ESPN's offer of thirty million per team. We came in at twenty nine million a team, and they just it wasn't good enough for them. So, uh, but yeah, we're definitely going to talk college football conference realignment uh, this episode. But we got some new business and some old business to discuss before we get to our main topic of the episode. Addison, since you're our guest, do you want he keeps to start sneaking, looking at my paper? Look at your I am. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. So we've got new business and old business. Would you like to start with the new or the old first, Addison? Old business first. Old business first. All right. So this brings us to the much anticipated championship matchup in the Walk On Water Boys cereal bracket. We have made it to the championship. The final two: Fruity Pebbles versus Frosted Flakes. That has those are the two cereals. This, this is silly. This is made. There's an. There's an uh, this is a silly competition. There's only one that goes to the top of every bracket when they talk about cereal. It's one of your two. This one of our two. But I, you could have asked me from the beginning. You could have had 874 different cereals well, on your list. Can I ask you this? Did you vote in our fan vote? I did not. Okay. I so, did not. So our fan vote right now, Fruity Pebbles is in the lead. One to nothing, based off the fan. <laughs> what? 
So <laughs> no, that's the total. They, there's three votes total. The fan vote equals one. Vote. Okay, I thought yeah. you were saying you had one. Yeah, one fan vote. and it was from it was from it was from Fruity Pebble. It was from the it vote was, so. It was Bam Bam. Yeah, it was Bam Bam voted. No, but uh, so the the Fruity Pebbles up one nothing after the fan vote uh, went in favor of Fruity Pebbles. So Alston. Let's go ahead. Give us your vote. And there is something I want to touch on after this vote. Uh, but go well, ahead. Give us your vote for Fruity Pebbles versus Frosted Flakes. Well, first off, I think you need to keep your hands on that side of the table. But <laughs> uh, I think Frosted Flakes is, is a fine cereal, but hands down, it goes to Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles, you know. So that gives Fruity Pebbles the win. Now, will they make the, the 3 nothing win? We, we talked about the... the yeah. The sugar dump at the end of the Frosted Flakes, mm-hmm. which yeah, is yeah. terrific, but yeah. it just yeah, can't the, compete. Uh, yeah, so I, I agree. I mean, Fruity Pebbles, 3 nothing gets the championship victory in, victory in the Walk on Water Boys cereal bracket. And, I mean, we kind of saw this coming. Fruity Pebbles did not have a single vote against them the entire time throughout the bracket. So we kind of saw this coming. But what I do want to go back to, I mean, awesome for Fruity Pebbles. I think we got a well-deserved champion. But as we've discussed, Fruity Pebbles number two on my list of favorite cereals. Now, what has happened to you during this summer this summer break for us? Uh, you have gotten on the Waffle Crisp train. Well, we had a uh, friend of the show, and uh, uh, I guess I can't reveal. Travis? Can we reveal his name? Yeah, you can say his first name. Yeah. Travis, he, he brought family-sized boxes for Clint and myself. And I was able to try waffle crisps, which were delicious. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, I'm a fan. Yeah, that's right. So let's take us back around where you learned that waffle crisps is my favorite cereal. Uh-huh. And they went up against Frosted Flakes. Would you give the edge to waffle crisp over Frosted Flakes? That's still tough. I don't know. I... Addison, have you tried waffle crisp? I have. You have? Yeah. It's good. I don't think he has. It's not. No, he has. It's not. He has. It. That, not like? that reaction. What does it taste like? It's like a honey flavor. No. Nope. Get nope. out of here. No. <laughs> what am I thinking of? No. No. I don't know what you're thinking of. Honey nut Cheerios. Come on. <laughs> First of all, honey nut Cheerios are delicious. Yeah, they are. No, I didn't say they were. No. Not, but you said it tastes like came, honey. You came back. You thinking of Cheerios? Yeah. So uh, he hadn't had a waffle crust. Yeah, he don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, I don't know. Um... You know, right now, it's up for debate. If I had a choice, I, I'm drinking a Mountain Dew. So right now, I would go with Frost Flakes because I couldn't handle that much sweetness. Because, I don't, yeah, I don't the, know about uh, eating Mountain Dew and then eating, yeah. or drinking Mountain Dew and eating a bowl of cereal yeah. at the same time. That doesn't sound like no. a, a good combination. I, need, I, I couldn't handle that much sweetness with yeah. Waffle Crisp right now. <laughs> uh, all right, so Fruity Pebbles, the Walk On Water Boys, hands down champion. I don't, of the cereal brand. Was there ever going to be a question as to whether they were going to... Well, but the problem that I ran into, so I, Waffle Chris was my number one. Fruity Pebbles is my number two. But Waffle Chris went up against Frosted Flakes. Austin really hadn't experienced the uh, the Waffle Chris. So I think if you would go back, maybe... maybe if you we were able to go him. back in time and go back in time, have the Waffle, Waffle Chris beforehand. At least made the championship game. I don't know. I, I'm happy with things turned out. Yeah, Fruity Pebbles. I mean, well-deserved champion. Well-deserved champion. So the cereal bracket is in the books, and which brings us to the new business, which is exciting news, and it all revolves around the Welcome Water Boys podcast and the future. So we first want to start out with the the new focus of the podcast. Uh, 
Uh, obviously, you know we're brought to you by PEGA, the Palmetto Amateur Gaming Association. And we have had some meetings with the higher-ups, and based off the numbers, uh, we are going to go heavy college football this upcoming fall. Uh, the number one episode on the in the podcast history is the three-hour-long college football preview episode, which kind of tells you something. Right. If our most listened-to episode is three times the length of our normal episode, Three to four times. Yeah, three to four times the length of our <laughs> normal episode. And then the college football season, uh, you know, was our most listened to time period. So mm-hmm. exciting news there. More college football. We definitely don't have a issue with that. So that's the new direction of the podcast, more directed towards college football. Now we want to get to the big news, which I'm going to let Austin uh, take the floor here, is the we now, the Walk on Water Boys podcast, have our first sponsor. So, also, I'm going to let you take the floor with this announcement. Yeah, and we're coming live from the location. That's correct. Hurricane Sports Cafe here in Hampton, South Carolina. Yep. The premier sponsor of the Walk on Water Boys podcast. Uh, opening up in September of this year, you can find your favorite sports on the TV. All day, all night, full bar. All day, all night. All so day, 24-7 all night. establishment. 24-7. <laughs> if you make it in here, we'll have sports on. Yeah, yeah, they do. We are sitting here now. We've got TVs all around us. Yeah. So a big, exciting news. Huge 65, 75-inch TVs. Yeah. we got preseason football on right now. New York Giants versus the Detroit Lions. Which uh, Detroit Lions is Austin's favorite team of last season. Well, you the know, Knox, so. I uh, just depends on who's on hard. I'm a big yeah. fan of Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, how are you? You followed him around the league, have you? You know, just uh, just seen to just seen the one year deal with the Lions. Yeah, and then uh, of course their coach is just. You know. It's funny that you mentioned that you're a fan of Teddy Bridgewater because you were Louisville on uh, exactly. our college football dynasty. Exactly. Yeah, and Teddy Bridgewater was the quarterback at that time. Wow. Me and Full old Charlie. Circle. Full wow. circle. Me and old Charlie. Yeah. That's we right, took Charles Louisville. Charles. We took Louisville New Heights. Yeah, that's true. Got cheated out of championships, but whatever. Exciting anyway, hurricanes. hurricanes. Yeah, hurricanes Sports Cafe. Yeah. Wings, burgers, wraps, salads, chicken Exciting. and waffles, yeah, shrimp yeah, and grits. Part of the reason that we haven't recorded so long. It. Obviously, Austin involved in this whole process and has kept him super busy. Uh, but still super busy. Still super busy. Getting ready to officially open here soon. Hurricanes Sports Cafe. Hurricane Sports Cafe in Hampton. We'll have a little ad play later. I think yep, we got yep, that that's, set that's up. Good. So exciting, but, uh, exciting! Big, there. big things. We'll have trivia on Thursday nights. We're going to be doing a uh, coaches call-in show with local high schools. Which that's exactly right where yep. we're going right here, coaches. That leads me right into the next announcement. With this, uh, with this sponsorship, uh, we are actually getting signed on to do a weekly. No weekly coaches call-in <laughs> show. <laughs> Okay, no. so I'll let Austin take over here with it, with this. Uh, so to start off with, shows. we're going to do a a hey. a hey. don't we don't have a schedule yet, but I've spoken to uh, two of the local high schools uh, in in our area about coming in doing a Q and A session, doing a program update, uh, state of the team, how they're doing. I think we're going to try to do two to three episodes or two to three sessions with each of the schools 
Uh, that be in Hampton County High School, the newly formed high school, um, Wade Hampton High School of Hampton and Estill High School joined. This is the first year they'll be together. They have a, a good-looking football team. So we'll have uh, their coach come in. We're going to do a Q&A session, just, you know, how things are going with that. And then in talks with Patrick Henry Academy over in Estill about stopping by and doing the same thing. Yep, so very similar if you're familiar with Carolina Calls, Todd Ellis hosting uh, you know, Shane Beamer as of now. They, they sit down in a restaurant somewhere, have something to eat. People call in, Twitter Twitter submission of questions, stuff like that. Yep, yep, yeah, so the, your typical, I'm sure all of our listeners are, are familiar with the typical coaches call-in show. Yeah. Obviously, this one will work a little bit different. This one will be on Twitter or X, I guess, is X. the new is the new new way to go there. So We'll probably do it on Facebook Live, yep. um, X, I X, guess. Yeah. And then uh, if we, uh, <coughs> excuse me, if we extend to the YouTube channel, we might start yeah. doing it there as well. Yeah, but so all you listeners that are, are maybe interested in checking that out, we'll announce it here on the podcast whenever the first the first uh, Coach's Call-In show will be taking place, and you'll get to participate. You just go join in over there on the social media platform, ask questions, or, you know, participate in the episode. So that's exciting news here for the Walk on Water Boys podcast. Some more exciting news for a former intern of ours. He must be celebrating wherever he is in the world. Our former intern is dancing because bye-bye to the Pac-12. Yep. The Pac-12 will cease to exist after this upcoming 2023 college football season. Things have gone bonkers in college football with conference realignment. So we're going to take you back here. Uh, Let's go back to 2021. The SEC announced Oklahoma and Texas would join starting in the 2024 season. The Big Ten announced that UCLA and USC would join in the 2024 season. That brings us to 2022. 2022, when my college pick'em handle was defund the Pac-12. Defund the Pac-12. That is correct. I forgot about that. Saw yeah. that coming? So, yeah, saw that coming. There you go. 2022 Big 12 announces UCF, Cincinnati, Houston, and BYU will become official members of the conference starting in 2023, which is this upcoming football right. season. So now that brings us to the now. 2023, the Big 12... Within one week. Yeah, one week, it just goes crazy. The Big 12 announces it started with Colorado, soon after Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah, all leaving the Pac-12, and they will join the Big 12 in 2024. All all within one week. I think Tuesday, the Pac-12 announced they were working on the media rights. I think it was $30 a team. With Apple TV. Yeah, something like that. And then Wednesday, Colorado announces Thursday the next team drops. Friday, you got three more. It was a crazy week. And and then, you know, this sends Pac-12, the big programs that were still left over were Oregon and Washington. Everybody wanted to know what was going to happen to them. Mm -hmm. Well, in step, the Big Ten. The Big Ten has announced Oregon and Washington will become official conference members in 2024. So, let's jump ahead. Next season, 2024, the Pac-12 will only, at this time, have four teams remaining. That is Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, and Washington State. Now, there's been some rumors. There have been some rumors, especially here this week, 
that the ACC has met multiple times with league athletic directors and league presidents uh, to discuss the addition of Cal and Stanford and SMU's also out there lurking. But Cal and Stanford, right now at this time, it looks like they need 12 or 15 votes to move forward. Uh, but right now, Clemson, NC State, Florida State, and I can't remember the other school. Clemson, NC State, Florida State, and I want North Carolina. North Carolina. North Carolina are the schools, maybe, yeah, I think those were the four, uh, are the big holdups that are saying absolutely not. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, no way to increase the actual revenue making no. those moves. So right now, they see on hold. So now the, the discussion is Mount West Conference or the American Athletic Conference could end up with some of those four teams or maybe all four of them. Well, uh, you look, Stanford and, and Cal, those are the two that ACC are in discussions for. Premier, top-notch educational schools, but athletically, I don't think it makes sense in the ACC. You're not bringing in uh, a bigger revenue stream by adding those two. It does nothing for those ACC teams except now they got to travel across the country. Yeah, yeah, and there were discussions. Do about- you want to be? And do you want to be the conference that? That picks up the two teams, the Big Ten and the Big 12, passed on? Yeah, exactly right. I mean, it just shows more evidence that the ACC is just a very poorly ran conference. I mean, they, they're they behind the eight ball and everything. Now, they did make the moves back in the day to add Miami, you know, Virginia Tech. At those times, those were two top 15 programs in college football, and they have not done anything. I mean, Virginia Tech had a pretty decent start in the conference, uh, but neither one of them have made yeah. any impact we, really here. And later. we talked about that last last few episodes, I believe, or you know, we talked about Virginia Tech's downfall. Yeah, and how it just hasn't. Yeah, they are still know. trying to find the replacement for Frank Beamer. I wonder where his son is right now. That maybe may volunteer to go up there to Blacksburg and leading us back to glory. <laughs> back to glory. Back there, was, to there was glory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look who joined us back, <laughs> uh, Addison. You know, that's. The conference realignment, obviously, is the, the discussion right now. We know you're an expert in conference realignment. Yeah, so, uh, but we do want to get your opinion because I don't know whether you'll join us. On, by, by the way, listeners, uh, our next episode is going to be the college football preview episode. Don't know if it's going to be three hours long, uh, but it is our next I episode. would like to point out, uh, I was the most prepared of anything I've ever done when we did our three-hour oh, college football You did. Preview. Like I said, that was our most most listened-to episode. In I the thought you were going to say out of us, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most, yeah, for Addison. Yeah. No, Addison, that was the most prepared. Most Me prepared too, wrote down at least half a page. Yeah, so we're looking forward to the episode, but, you know, Addison's here. We got, we got to get his opinion on something. Go ahead. Coastal Carolina, what do you think? Their coach is gone. And he moved on to Liberty. Pretty good, do you know? Oh, folded. I wanted to test uh, it. Oh, man. I think he knew it was Liberty. Yeah. I did. Uh, I'm uh, not super happy with it, but it is what it is. Um, I think that uh, – I think we're going to have another strong season. Uh, I think that – I like the conference that Coastal's in right now. Sunbelt? I, I, like, I like the competition. I think everybody in the Sunbelt, for the most part, uh, you've got a lot of good competition. You've got a lot of teams that are going to be similarly matched. You're going to have some good games. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that uh, the conference realignment, and we talked about it last year with what it's going to end up 
once the playoffs end up getting expanded, what's going to end up happening with the smaller conferences versus Power 5 conferences. So I'm hoping that all these realignments that are making what's going, seems like it's going to end up being these super conferences, uh, that it's not going to end up hurting these smaller conferences. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I think it's um, I think it was Chip Kelly was saying they just need to go ahead and make everybody independent, get rid of the conferences, and then just let them make their own TV deals, and then separate the Power Four right now uh, away from the away from the uh, group of I don't even know what it is anymore. Group of six, group of five. I don't even know how many conferences there are out there. But basically separate them. They'll play for their national championship, and then the the Power Four conferences. Will play for their national championship, but I don't like that. You don't like that? No, no, okay. Uh, so Acid doesn't like that. Uh, but so that's the the catch you up on the conference realignment. Like I said, we got the college football preview episode that we're going to go in depth for this upcoming season. But Addison said he does not like that, so I do want to open this up for discussion a little bit as we wrap up the episode. The future of conference realignment. It looks like the ACC may be the next one to have some people leave. There's rumors Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina are the main three that are unhappy. Addison and Austin, where do you believe are the best fits for those teams? And uh, what do you actually think is going to happen with the ACC? I think the ACC folds within five years. Probably three to four. I think you gain two to three schools into the SEC and the rest scatter to the Big 12 and Big 10. And I think yeah. you move to your power four. Yeah, and what's actually been interesting, everybody's saying Florida State, Clemson, Florida State, Clemson to the SEC. That's what makes sense. But if you actually listen to the ESPN uh, insider Pete Thamel, uh, he has sources that are telling him Virginia and North Carolina are actually the top two on the SEC list because of the markets. They're yeah. not in the North Carolina market. They're not in the Virginia market. Uh, so those would be the two at the top of their list, which still leaves Florida State, who's screaming right now, to get out of the conference. Right. But nobody is sending them an invitation. Uh, apparently Clemson desperately wants to get out, but they're not being vocal about it. Just it's known that they want out. Uh, so do you think Florida State and Clemson actually end up in the Big Ten instead of the SEC? So, uh, yeah. I, I think that's the the and we talked about it before. I think that's the logical move. Um, I'd like to see them go to. The, I, speaking of Clemson, I'd like to see them go to the Big Ten. I don't want to see them in the SEC. As long as we maintain our rivalry game, do you have a particular reason you all? No, know? I just we already I, play I, each we, other we, every year. So yeah, no, we have our. We're in the SEC. Let Clemson have their own thing, and you know, let Carolina win the SEC. Let Clemson win the Big Ten. Oh, that would and be then we'll have our some days. Our rivalry game at the end. Uh, so, are you excited about twenty twenty four with uh, uh, yeah. with Texas and Oklahoma jumping on board? Well, doing away with divisions—that's the real big news. Yeah, I didn't even touch I, on that. They announced they're doing away with the divisions. That that only hurts Carolina. It does. That, um, is, that's, that's that only hurts Carolina when you're you're clawing tooth and nail to to get a top two or three in the SEC. Clawing, uh, what's the game cut? What is that? What, what Spur? That? Italian. Italian is Ta- Italian. Talon. 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 Is that what the game calls called? Italian. 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 He said Italian. Italian. I didn't say Italian. I think you said scallion. Italian. <laughs> scallion. <laughs> Italian. Got a restaurant on my mind. You got a restaurant on your mind. Uh, I, I don't like doing away with it. I 
I, I've never liked. I like divisions, so I don't like to see it. Uh, Texas, I I never bet with Texas. You know that I've said yeah, that. They're top for the ten team time. every year. Texas is back. Yeah, oh, I've, I've any time I've ever uh, bet bet on Texas, they lose. You got Arch Manning out there now, who his his football card. Did I tell you about this? Sold for like yeah, you told me about that. Over a million dollars or yeah, something like this. He's not even gonna win the starting job, and he hasn't even. He hasn't even played down a football yet. I, mean, I don't remember if it was. Even... I don't remember if it was twenty four seven or two four seven, whatever it is, or one of those recruiting services. I listened to him on one of the college football uh, satellite radio shows, and he was actually saying that Arch Manning, if he did not have the Manning last name, would be a three star prospect. I don't know. I mean, but he does. But he does have. I've the seen last some name. good some good highlights from the kid. Uh, he keeps losing his ID, so I mean, I don't know how that what that says about him. He can't keep up with his student yeah, ID. But, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Oklahoma, are you happy to see them move to the SEC? I think Oklahoma and Texas are in for a big awakening. I think so too. I warned y'all last year in the college football preview episode. Brent Venables, had, he was. I had a feeling he was going to struggle because all the talent left with Lincoln Riley, yeah. or either they went somewhere else in the country, and uh, and they Oklahoma did struggle. Brent Venables had a rough first season. Yep. And Texas, I mean, Texas is good, but they are not. They Are they SEC good? Are they, Te- well, they're well, good Te- enough to be in the middle of the road. Well, they've struggled where they are. And now yeah. you're coming to the SEC. Yeah, they've, they have not been consistent. And Good luck beating Carolina. Good yeah. luck beating Vandy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, no. I, I just don't see Oklahoma and Texas competing. I think it's going to take them a while. I think it's going to Especially be, with doing away with conferences. I mean, divisions. With divisions. Yeah. yeah, it makes it even harder. It makes it even yeah, harder the, for those The SEC two. is setting it up for their big brands, yeah. uh, their blue blood programs, to make it to the conference championship pretty much every season. Every season. But now with the uh, – we'll talk this a little bit more in the college football preview episode. But uh, with all this conference realignment and conferences going away, they're, gonna have, they're supposed to go to a 12-team playoff next year. And – you know the top the the top four of the five power five conference champions were going to get automatic buys, but that fifth conference champion still gets an automatic mm-hmm. bid into the playoffs. Well, that bid is now gone. So how are they going to work there? Are they going to give a group of five best record an automatic bid? Uh, how would they they handle that? Would they even allow a team like Coastal Carolina to make it into the playoffs <laughs> to begin with? I was, with? I was I about know. to say they Addison, don't. who thinks Coastal deserves every year to make the playoffs, what, <laughs> what's the take there? So uh, my my question for you is so it it looks as if so obviously divisions are gone conferences are becoming less important when you've got twenty teams in a conference at some point are we going to go to a system where the ranking system throughout the course of the year ends up being your top twelve teams in your ranking are your top twelve teams that go into the playoffs yeah I mean or do you end up with an NFL system. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of – I do not see the conferences saying, okay, we'll just we'll just go away and not make all this money. Mm-hmm. That ain't happening. The Big yeah. Ten of the SEC is not just going to say, okay, we'll shut it down. We're tired of making all this money. Yeah, uh, I, We'll I, let y'all just become an NFL league and everybody be in the same conference. I personally, and I've, I've felt this way for years, I really just wish that conferences – were legitimately regional conference. 
Belt. Well, that's you talked about how you like Sun Belt. That's what the yeah. Sun Belt has done such a good job of being regional based. You've really actually not- got. I mean, you've actually got some rivalry when you're right there next to another team. I like the idea of staying regional with your conferences. The SEC having Texas A&M, having Texas, having Oklahoma, having Missouri. Those teams are in the Southeast. I don't consider those teams <laughs> in the Southeast. Um, I, I just I don't I don't like conferences being as spread out as they are. I think that if you're going to have conferences, you keep them regional because then you have again you don't just have one or maybe two major rivals within the conference. You've got maybe the entire conference has a rival yeah. with everybody they're playing. I like that. I think it's, uh, it's it just feels better. It feels like you you have more buy-in when you have more of a regional conference. Yeah. It is what it is. I think that, as you said, the money the money being what it is, I think it's just going to keep growing and growing and growing until we get to a situation where nobody knows what it's going to be. Yeah. yeah, I would think right now the Big 12 has done a good job of – saying we're sticking around. Do they have a big-name program? No. They do not have a big-name program with Oklahoma and Texas now leaving. Um, But if somehow the Big 12 can stick around and maybe the magic uh, of keeping them around is joining in with the ACC, maybe combining the conferences and having a West and and an East uh, with those two conferences, and then maybe the Big 10 and the SEC – now you've got three power conferences in a sense, and maybe you go to some sort of bigger NFL system where there's pods, basically right. like a SEC East, an SEC North, an SEC South, and an SEC West. You play those pods, and those you know kind of move through towards the playoffs, just like the NFL, just a bigger NFL system. Yeah. It's going to be hard to make a true NFL system when you're going to have roughly 80 programs that that should be in the mix for – the main championship right. uh, for college football. So, so maybe a bigger version of the, the NFL system is what happens uh, down the road. But yeah, absolute chaos uh, in college football right now. You and, already- and I agree, you know, just going back to the, the proximity. Yes. You know, I saw a tweet by, I think it was an Oregon softball player. And she says, you know, my family are here in Oregon. Now my senior year, they're not going to get see me play half my games because I got to go to the East Coast. Yep. It, you know, yeah, it, it like did that not kinda, take into the account of the player. Yeah. It did not. Uh, and I'm not talking about football player because if you actually listen to the analyst, the football players are the least affected by this. Sure. If they're not going out like basketball or baseball where Two, you're playing three times. Yeah, yeah. three, four games a week or in a 10 day yeah. span uh, that they're on the road and, you know, not even at home. On for their a college campus, student athlete. Yeah, for a student athlete. So they definitely did not take into account of the uh, the other programs besides football uh, in this. But you know, football drives the money right now with the TV contracts. So that's that's just the way it goes with college sports right now. Uh, but college sports, that's like we say, college football is going to be our main focus headed into the fall. That's what our listeners, that's the numbers that the uh, the higher ups sent our way, so we're going to give them more of it. Like I said, our next episode going to be that college football preview episode, so excited probably here in a couple of weeks uh, we'll be recording that, uh, hopefully recording possibly live, uh, maybe not. I don't know yet. Still discussing a recording from yeah, we'll see. the Hurricane Sports Cafe here again in Hampton, South Carolina, so exciting things moving forward for our sponsor, 
exciting things for us here on the podcast, and we hope you uh, come back and join us. Exciting background noise. Exciting background noise, but, you know, next time we record here, maybe, hopefully it'll be even louder from the the crowd that's in here. So, exciting things ahead for the Walk on Water Boys podcast. We appreciate you being patient, waiting around on us to to come back, but we're excited to be back. And also, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Not at all. Not at all. Excited that Addison was back. He was in and out, in and out, uh, in and out here. But uh, maybe he'll be able to join us uh, for the college football preview episode here in a few weeks. So for Austin, I'm Clint. Thanks for joining us here on the Walk On Water Podcast.